Welcome to The Bridge, the official podcast for the University of Maryland Baltimore School of Pharmacy Patients Program. The Patients Program is the bridge between the community and researchers. The Patients Program created this partnership to help researchers listen to the community's voice in order to build a bridge to an effective learning healthcare community. Here's your host, Rodney Elliott. Hello, Hillary. How are you? Hey, Rodney. It's so good to see you. Thanks for having me today. It's good to see you as well. And I want to thank you in advance for um, joining us today. We'll have a good conversation about the PPA, which is oof, second year, which is like getting ready to start. And but that's going to be my first question. Like, where did the PPA come from and how did we get here? Well, you could say it started 10 years ago when the patients program first started. Uh, <laughs> so, right, we had originally a five-year, $5 million grant to build capacity yep. to engage researchers with patients, community leaders, other people with lived experiences to continuously engage in the research process, right? From coming up with the topics that are important for researchers to study, that are important to the populations that they want to serve, all the way to how do they collect data that is respectful and meaningful to the populations mm -hmm. they're trying to serve, all the way to how do they return those results back to the communities, those who participate in research, and then share it so that others can make more uh, informed healthcare decisions. And we've had many people who've said, how do we get people like Gail Graham or Dewan Patterson or Jeff Wells, who are people who have been with us on this journey for a really long time. We recognize that there are people across the country who have experiences and expertise like our patients advisors and what we've called now patients professors yeah. who can learn from each other. So a couple of years ago, we set out to get funding, mostly philanthropic, right? That's donations coming to our program to build out the Patients Professors Academy, to co-learn our 10-step framework for continuous engagement. Of course, we continue to learn from our patients professors and our advisors, uh, and then build relationships so that when a new project comes around, we can ask our patients professors to give feedback. And it's not just a one-time activity, right? We don't just engage patients as stakeholders, as advisors for one project for one year, but it's about the continuous engagement and bringing them back into the fold as new opportunities arise. One of the most critical components of community and academic partnership is trust and trustworthiness. Yes. And yes, you yes. can't have trust or trustworthiness without building relationships. And so while we have a curriculum that's, you know, five weeks of different topics, we have different seminar leaders, and our seminars are co-led by a patient's professor and another subject matter expert. It's really about building those relationships with each other over those five weeks. When we talk about benefits of people who participate in the PPA, it goes both sides. Can you talk a little bit Absolutely. about what the benefits are for those future PPA graduates and also benefits for the research world or the academia world, what are they getting from the PPA? If you ask each of our participants what health equity means to them, they're all gonna come up with a great answer because they all are involved and engaged in their own healthcare and have experienced health equity in a different way. And I think together we can come up with a definition for health equity, 
But the goal of the Patients Professors Academy is not just to teach a definition of health equity that then 100 participants can go out and share with others. Gotcha. It's about how they understand how they've experienced health equity or disequity or inequity mm. um, and be able to then interact and come up with solutions to improve health equity in the communities in which they live and serve. I think that our subject matter experts, our people with lived experiences, those who graduate with the term patient's professor, are able to learn from one another to build confidence, uh, I think public speaking skills, and collaborate in uh, sort of multi-stakeholder groups Yes. To share and advocate for what they want to do. And I think that those who come maybe from a research or clinical background who have um, the more like theoretical background have learned how to listen. Right. Mm. So they've learned how to step back and not always be yeah. in control of the conversation, but share and sort of delegate tasks in order to come up with a comprehensive and inclusive discussion around issues like health equity, patient-centered outcomes research, community-engaged research, and how do you meaningfully engage different groups to come up with a solution or a research topic or a policy solution. No matter what your experience is coming in, you're coming out with a better understanding, an inclusive uh, definition mm -hmm. and sort of a call to action for how to include other people with lived experiences in the solutions that you want to pursue after you complete the academy. And I love that the academy is not just about the five-week program, it's about the continuous engagement that we had afterwards, whether that's in our monthly interest groups that are about sharing community engagement tools or uh, disability justice and advocacy or policy making. But then again, the call for our patients professors to serve on projects, whether yes. that's through the patients program or through uh, our sponsors coming to us and say, hey, we have this opportunity for a listening session. We wanna hear from people who have these lived experiences. You know, when we talk about people with lived experiences and researchers learning different things, it's not like whatever you're, you learn from the PPA, whether it's the first year or this year, is gonna work for every community. And we learn from the people who come to our sessions because they have resources too, right? They have things that they've learned yep. over the years to say, hey, this is uh, from a professional organization or here's something that worked in my community that can be adapted. And so it's really the Academy and our Summer Roundtable series are about providing the different perspectives. So people have different tools to use and try, right? Like we aren't afraid of trying new things. Uh, and I love that we learn from our patients, professors, and from our participants because they're coming with their own toolboxes where they've honed their skills in a particular yep. way that then can be adapted and learned from you know each other. But there's one thing that always works. And that's the first thing that no matter who you are and you're trying to engage with anyone you should do. Do you know what it is? Listening is very important. I've definitely improved my listening skills here at the Patients Program. What do you do with a friend or a colleague? You listen, right? Like you wanna you wanna learn what's important to them. You wanna hear what they're saying. And I think it is one skill that is at the cornerstone of patient-centered outcomes research or patient mm -hmm. advocacy and patient engagement is you have to listen. And it's not about my experience doesn't matter as much as yours. It's about being different. And we're all experiencing different things and together we can build a more robust way to 
again, improve health equity, yes. diversity, equity, and inclusion yes. in research, uh, and advocate for our communities. So listening is absolutely at, you know, again, the cornerstone of what I think is important in patient engagement. It's also a cornerstone for the Patients Professors Academy, as you mentioned, bi-directional learning. And I think it's also going to be a huge part of our summer roundtable series uh, because it's all about addressing structural racism in healthcare delivery systems. Let's talk about the roundtables and, you know, why that part is important for the PPA, Hillary. Rodney, I'm so excited about this year's Summer Roundtable series. And one of the things that's great about it is that anyone can register and join. You don't have to be part of our five-week program to join one or all five of our panels. And they're happening in the same time frame every Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern through the uh, Academy. Um, and we have topics like race and racism in digital health and information technology, how to achieve equity, diversity, and inclusion in decentralized clinical trials, overcoming systemic racism and bias and providing quality care, addressing equity in healthcare access and affordability, and finally, health literacy as liberation and suppression. And so I think all of these topics tie into how do we overarchingly address systemic and structural bias in healthcare delivery systems, but each one has subject matter experts, again, both from, you could say, the scholarly side and the lived experience side, yes. providing diverse perspectives on how to address these things. And I'm particularly excited, I'll talk a minute, for a minute about our health literacy as liberation and suppression panel, which is the last one, but we have panelists who come from, you know, patient advocacy organizations, uh, the research side, and then people with lived experiences. Um, yeah. And I'm just so thrilled that we were able to get a sort of a national uh, network of amazing all-star panelists yeah. and uh, really excited to be able to share them. You don't necessarily have to be a PPA participant this year. It's free. You can find this information, um, uh, links on our social media page, the Patients Program has a Facebook page and we will be posting periodically um, the links to registration, the links to some of the recordings on our social media page. So there's tons of information there. You can also find it on the PPA website. Patients.umaryland.edu. And you can find it under the Patients Professors Academy tab, where you can learn both about the curriculum. And even if you missed out on the 2023 application process, you can still attend our summer roundtable series and sign up for the wait list for next year, because I guarantee you, <laughs> well, and I think we have an all-star program already, but it's only going to get better because more patients professors are going to be teaching next year. It's yes. an all-star group. I'm so excited. Again, you saw most of our applicants for this year, and we really have an awesome, awesome cohort. I can't wait to learn from them in a couple of weeks. Check us out on uh, social media, Facebook, on YouTube, and on our website. Hillary, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Um, I know it's raining out here today, but I'm pretty sure we'll be talking about our bike rides in the next in the, as the summer come up. So I enjoy having Absolutely. Our, about our bike rides. Also, Baltimore Parks and Rec, swimming pools are are open. Swimming pools are open, our, yes. We got to get our laps in. Got to get some laps fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you again, so Henry. Appreciate me. you joining me on the bridge today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to The Bridge Podcast. To learn more about the Patients Program, visit our website at www.patients.umaryland.edu.